0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chris. And before this episode, I just wanted to say thank you so much for clicking this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me because when I first started it, I didn't even think that it would get listened to by one person. So the fact that you clicked it and are about to listen to it, it really does mean a lot to me. And if you find any value from this episode, please share it or reach out to me. Let me know what you think. And I just want to say thank you. I feel so grateful. So hope you enjoy the podcast episode thank you what's going on everybody this is chris and you're listening to another episode of the inspiration station this is a podcast where we talk to normal everyday people just like you and me who are doing what they love accomplishing their goals or in the process of doing so today we're talking to jeremy hodges jeremy is a 3d technical character artist for warner brothers avalanche software he has spent a lot of his life pursuing games and animation jeremy what's up hey how's it going good man good um Tell us a little bit about
1: yourself. A little bit about me. Um, yeah, so like Chris was saying, I'm a 3D character technical artist. for what, is that, what does that mean? Uh, it's a very interesting and difficult thing to define. Um, as the game industry has moved so much to such a technical like uh, area, uh, artists are constantly being faced with uh, using tools that are a lot more technical now to get their work done. Uh, so one of my jobs is really to jump in there and help artists uh move things through the pipeline easier without getting them bogged down by you know monotony so like writing scripts uh just in general optimizing things and just working with a lot of the technical softwares whatnot
0: all right so you work but you work in in gaming right yes that's that's pretty much what it is yeah like you work
1: in gaming but there's a lot to it to it there's many (laughs) aspects, especially (laughs) depending if you're indie double a triple a
0: boom there we go and we'll get into it but um I want to know. Well, tell tell me a little bit more about you though. Like, what 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 personal stuff? Like, what kind of stuff are you into? What kind of music do you like? Jeremy's a big guitarist.
1: I yes, I played a lot of a lot of music growing up. A mm-hmm. lot of guitar. I went to a performing arts school, studied classical guitar and jazz and yeah. composition. Uh, I love Koi and Cambria. Uh, yeah, I always play even a lot.
0: their newer stuff. Even their newer stuff. Really? I I, have, I stopped after No World for Tomorrow. I
1: was. That's old stuff now. I dude. know. I I've know. Unheavenly creatures. I, I saw them <laughs> live. uh right before covid really the last time they were here yeah, okay. like, it was awesome they did amazing uh yeah so i really like coheed i grew up playing a lot of uh video game music on guitar guilty gear songs yeah those. jeremy
0: actually taught me how to learn how to play guitar yeah. and yeah. we'll talk about that story in a second oh, for but... Sure. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's like music wise game wise i try to be all over the place um favorite game ever Uh, I'm a huge Fire Emblem fan. I really like Fire Emblem 9. So I like a lot of the JRPGs, Fire Emblems, Final Fantasies, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm all over the place with games too. I'm, I constantly try to challenge myself to try new games all the time, but it gets hard, honestly. Yeah. The older you get, it's so hard to (laughs) pick up a new game and actually take it seriously. Like... I can barely get into cyberpunk right now. I want to like it, but I just don't have the time for it or the yeah. patience. Yeah.
0: Did you see that? They're doing refunds now? Yeah.
1: For them? That's wild. Yeah, I know. A- has it been glitchy with you? Uh, yes, it has. I was oh, trying man. to jump off a crate and I was just getting killed and there was no one around me. It was like a two foot crate. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go do something else. I'll wait for them to patch this. And like, oh my I get gosh. it. It's so hard to make games. Glitches happen all the time. Yeah. No.
0: But yeah. Dang. But 10 years though, like in the making, you think that should have been worked out
1: yeah it's it's hard to say that's like a whole another podcast oh yeah other time. <laughs> uh, yeah i don't want to shit on cd project right too much <laughs> i gonna work there someday. but it's we'll hard it's hard i don't get to poland but yeah it's hard <laughs> it's hard for sure
0: um so i met jeremy in seventh grade seventh grade we had five classes together out of seven
1: yeah, English class. Was yeah, the big
0: one. and it was so funny because there was like one class, you know, we had a class together. Like I didn't think anything, and then I was like, second class we all just together, and I was like, what the heck? And the yeah, third right? class it was like, dude, this kid's following me. <laughs>
1: Fourth class I was like, okay, stop it, you know, like hey, you just showed up at my house one day with your guitar, and that's when we were friends. Well,
0: okay, so it um, it was our last period together fifth Period with uh, is that
1: TLC or whatever? No,
0: with the it was the drawing class. Oh, yeah, and I was drawing Francis? like, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I was drawing uh, like some Sora thing from yeah, Kingdom, Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. And yeah, days. I don't know what happened, but we just started talking. And I know you were like, kind of like, didn't want to talk to anybody, or maybe just me, or, or I don't I know, just shy in general, and shy you guy. kept to yourself, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I don't know what happened. I we were just sitting next to each other, and we just started drawing because that was the assignment. And I don't know. We just started talking. Ever um, since then, I
1: think I'm sure. If you are drawing Sora, that probably uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Actually, I think
0: I have my my. Um, I actually want to push pause and yeah. grab it real quick and Do show it. you. Yeah, go for it. Um, okay, give me two seconds. I'm gonna actually step outside. Hold on, I'm right here. Just some sort of thing, some old no, thing. No, so one of the assignments—I know I'm probably dragging on this—but like, one of the assignments was bring a picture to class.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. I remember that. And I drew Jack and Daxter. Oh, that's but
1: awesome. it was
0: just—but it was just Jack. It was just Jack. First. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I did Final Fantasy Seven. I yeah. did the covered Advent yeah. Children.
0: And then I, then another one. I draw. I drew Kid Boo. From Dragon Ball Z. Okay. And I let some kid borrow it, and he never brought it back, so that was whack.
1: Yeah. But
0: anyways, that's how me and Jeremy met. uh,
1: video game, drawing, uh, art stuff. Um, But I do have it. I don't
0: know where it's at. I want to show you after the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. Anyways, let's let's go on. Um, So tell me how
1: you grew up, Jeremy. Uh, Yeah. So I grew up... um, So, yeah, I grew up with a computer always in my room, and I think that's (laughs) important to know. So I had a computer in my room since I remember... I had a Game Boy, I grew up playing Pokemon and Warcraft and stuff, and uh, games were just kind of a thing for me, and uh, I'll get into this a little bit, but my my parents ended up divorcing around second grade, and then my dad uh, committed suicide in fourth grade, so I had a single mom raising four kids, uh, which meant that me being alone in my room was common for me but in a good way like you you almost hear that and you think like i'm being neglected but yeah like i liked it and it was also easier on my mom and so like mm. uh i really kind of got sheltered and like i found a love uh for like virtual worlds and just really enjoyed being there um but yeah so so by the time i was even in second grade before stuff even happened with my parents i'd already kind of really thought like I want to make games, or I want to do something with 3D. Like I was obsessed with 3D since mm. second grade. Um, how? Wh- how did you know that? Uh, I just lived in it so much, you know. Like oh, uh, like you were playing games. I was playing already? games a lot. Yeah. Oh, so okay. like one huge impactful game, which is funny, you kind of brought up Sora, but uh, Kingdom Hearts was huge for me. Like mm. back in 2002. I mean, a lot of I'm sure. Isn't that when it case. came out? Yeah, it was about that, 2002. Yeah. So that was like after my parents had divorced, and like I would go over to my dad's and he bought me a PlayStation two and I had kingdom hearts, you know, and it was just like living in that world, uh, as a kid was so fun. And I just found that so interesting. Probably one of the reasons why I got into JRPGs was that game. Uh, brilliant move on, uh, Tetsuya Nomura. I'll give him that for sure. Uh, But yeah, so I really wanted to do it, and it was just like, how do you do it, right? So Mm. aside from playing games growing up, uh, I would jump into video game editors, so Warcraft 2 editor, Warcraft 3 editor. I was trying to make maps. I was trying to do anything in 3D that was creative, you know? So even jumping into, like, MS Paint and, like, painting a picture and saving it out and then like altering the picture and saving it out again and creating frames, frame by frame animation. Mm-hmm. And you click really fast and you can watch the, like your frames oh, animate man. like back <laughs> in the day. Like that's like how you did book? it. Like a flipbook Yeah. Well, it was like, like a flipbook. So if well, you, on, well, on your computer. Yeah. If you open up the folder viewer, you can click through them really fast and you can see the animation, but oh, it's not my. actually put together. You're just like looking <laughs> yeah. at frames move really fast, <laughs> Yeah. which is animation. But, uh, so I was even doing that back then, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, like I knew I wanted to get into that. So, Uh, middle school was kind of a lull in the sense that I, you know, started learning music and really Mm. enjoying music. But like, I had like my great uncle who was really trying to get me into music and I liked it, but I knew it wasn't quite my passion. And so it's, my life's been a huge battle between music and animation and like, what do I want to pursue? Um, and that kind of leads me to high school where I went to, it's so confusing. I went to the Salt Lake School for the Performing Arts, which was attached to Highland High School which also provided the career and technical center. So I technically had three high schools, three different report cards. <laughs> I was always on a bus between schools uh, at SPA, as the Salt Lake School for the Performing Arts. I was studying classical guitar, music composition, jazz improvisation, and really pursuing music. Um, I liked it a lot. I don't know if I was necessarily amazing at guitar, but uh, I, found some, I found some passion in composition for sure. Um, and then, uh, at the Korean technical center is where I started learning animation. So in high school, my junior year, which was awesome. What year was that? Uh, that was 2008, I believe. No, that was 2010. That was 2010. Oh, your junior year? Yeah. Oh no, you. yeah. Two, fall of 2010. So 2010 okay. to 2011. So, um, that's where I first opened up Autodesk Maya, which is kind of the industry standard for creating 3D models. Um, and that was, like, fucking revealing, like, the treasure magic. Like That was what you needed, like, doing all the things that you were doing before. I live in that program every single day <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, so the literally the program that I took a high school class in is the program yeah. I use every day for, like, eight hours a day right now. <laughs> so, it's crazy. Like, I totally support those, like, career classes for high school I really wish they offered more I had got so lucky that I got into that class it was just such a random thing like the I wish the counselors were just smarter back in high school and they would just get you the resources easier um because I stumbled across that and like there's so many places in my life where I kind of stumbled across the exact thing that I needed Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'll get into it more but um yeah so I started doing that and like I knew I loved it. It was hard as hell. Like it's so demoralizing, and but you're like, this is what I wanted to do. Like I have to stick with it, you know. Um, so I started doing that, and I was in it for just a couple months. When my my teacher was talking about this Skills USA competition for like animation, which is this thing where uh, a lot of schools across the whole U.S. all compete uh, at a regional level, a state level, and then a national level. And so I was like. I'll try. Like, he just pushed everybody to try because it was just the regional level. It was just, Mm. like, our district and I think GTI, maybe, Uh, Granite Technical Institute. Mm. Um, And so I went to that, and I remember being so sick to my stomach, and it was, like, early morning, and I was on a bus, and I was, like, headed to the competition. I think it was out in, like, Harriman or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm I'm just doing this just to do this. It doesn't matter if I win, if I lose. Just, like, do it... Just to, like, push yourself, you know? Like, do something. If you really love this, you're going to do anything to, like be a part of the community. Uh, and I ended up taking third place. I got a bronze medal in my first animation competition after being in Maya for two months. Dang, so that was awesome. So What did
0: you have to do? Uh, did you have so, to make
1: something there? Yeah, so you, I got partnered up with some random person, and we had eight hours to just make an animation. They gave us, mm-hmm. like, a prompt. Uh, they gave us a Willy Wonka snippet, like, some clip from Willy Wonka, and we just had to animate to it. You could do anything you wanted, but you had to use this animation, or this... Uh, like audio snippet okay uh barely remember what i i made <laughs> but i remember it was not a complete pile of shit like it w- worked right like yeah. it showed that i could animate to on an audio track and turn it into a movie and hand it in and within the time period uh so that was cool <laughs> so i kept doing animation and then because i did that i qualified for the state competition so i did the state Uh, so the state was, the prompt was to do a Rube Goldberg machine. I could actually show you this animation. I still have it. Okay. Uh, I took first place in state. that's cool. so that was awesome, which meant that I got to, or I qualified to go to Kansas city for the national competition. And this was at the time that like I was running for, uh, my high school president for senior year. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like I, I did it like I was doing it, but I wasn't like that into it. So I lost my president, uh, like running, whatever. Like I lost that to someone else the same day that I won my animation, uh, first place in state, and it was like, I don't care. Like this is what I cared about. Like I, yeah, taking first place in state meant weighed more to me, uh, as a high school student. So, yeah, it was that's pretty bad. It was ash. just another like, thing to you know, uh, really show me what I wanted to do in life. You know, reiterate that idea that this is what I want to do, um. So, yeah, I went to Kansas City later on, did animation there. I didn't do Amazing in Nationals. I had a lot to learn, <laughs> but also I don't regret it. It was an awesome opportunity. I got to talk to people from Autodesk and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, my high school was just awesome. It was just really getting me what I needed. Uh, every year we went out to California because, uh, one, my teacher was awesome and he really did care. Um, but he wanted us to really view this as a career that we could do. Right. Mm-hmm. So we went and we toured Cal arts for college, USC for college. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Cal arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal arts was mm-hmm. basically made. And I hope I don't butcher this. It's basically made by Walt Disney to make animators for Disney studios. Like a lot of Disney studios were there. Eric Disney animators came from Cal arts. So I toured Cal arts, which is where all like the legends came from. Um, and saw USC. I wasn't that impressed with USC, but I will not get into that. <laughs> um, and then we went and we toured DreamWorks. They were so awesome. Uh, a lot of the guys there I got to see. Uh, I don't remember his whole name, but Nikolai, who's the guy who designed all the dragons and how to train your dragon. He, like, showed us all his work. Cool. Every single little scale on a dragon that he drew and, like, showed us, like, fine detail. I was like, holy crap, these guys are awesome. I loved DreamWorks. They were so cool. We went and viewed Disney's... Uh, Disney's Animation Studios. Uh, when they were, I think they had just finished *Tangled*. I think they're actually working on *Frozen* at the time. Oh, I was man. like, "What's that in the background? I'm like, what's *Frozen*? Like, that's not going to be any good. That won't be important or relevant to the world. Like, they should just let that go. You know, just let, let that go. Um, but we got to have dinner with the the daughter who I believe her dad was the director of *Tangled*, and she was the one who did all of the. Artwork inside of Rapunzel's tower in the movie. Mm. So it was awesome just to hear like from these people that are like background legends. You know the people you don't hear about. uh, See, they make it Uh, work. You know. Yeah, they do. So, I mean, it was it was stuff like that where I was already looking at colleges and doing these competitions. Senior year was the same thing where like I went to regionals and made a cool pinball machine animation and took first and state. I actually only got second in, but I really loved my animation. I know who went to the uh, national competition. I was super happy for them. They did a great job. Um, but it was more about like getting into the community and really pushing yeah. myself. Um, we also, me and uh, one of the guys who I found that I really worked well with, uh, we also did an animation for the High School Film Festival that we took first with that. So like, you can see yeah. we were constantly, like I was constantly working towards this. This wasn't just like a this is a class. It was like, I was already looking at it like seriously, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it came to that point where it's like, cool. High school's almost over. Where do I go for college? Right. So like I was looking yeah. at Cal arts, but then my teacher was also talking a lot about BYU and BYU is phenomenal, but I'm not Mormon. You can still go if you're not Mormon, but it just felt weird to me. And I applied to Cal arts, but Cal arts is very traditional 2d. So I didn't get in, which I was like, I. Uh, that's probably a good thing for me not yeah. to go to CalArts. It's not what I really want to do. Um, and there's also this big fight between, like, animations and games. So this whole time I've been talking, I've only been studying animations. I really don't know that much of games. Uh, I took, like, a Python class. Or not Python. I wish it was Python. Oh, it was Java. Um, and I'd done a lot of HTML. So I'd, I'd done yeah. some, like, programming. But HTML is nowhere near actual real programming for games. But, um yeah so it was like where do I go for college and like I had already gotten accepted at the U but like no one really talked about the U's program so it's like yeah great let's go to the University of Utah and figure this out like what's going to happen with college um so I remember like the first uh the first day of college whatever that like preview day where you go and you just check out the classes Mm -hmm. I went up with uh Ali Castillo oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, Shout out so, to Allie, what's up? Yeah, what up, Valley? Uh so uh I'm going to jump back to that, but in back in high school real fast, one of the projects that we did was an architecture project where we basically had to go get a shed uh like blueprint and make it in Maya to the oh, yeah, yeah. like actual measurements. So like I was kind of playing around with architecture in a sense in 3D like it was AutoCAD or something like that or Rhino, some of the programs people will use. Yeah. Uh And so I was already interested in architecture and Ali was also interested in architecture. So we were both kind of looking at that the first day and I was interested. Um, And then also I saw like this EAE program. I was like, what's EAE? Like I asked somebody and they're like, oh, if you don't know what EAE is, it's not for you. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm just fucking asking. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I I okay. AA AA. Oh, my gosh. The Secret Club members. whatever. <laughs> oh. Like, I'll look at architecture or, like, I knew they had a film program that was, there was some sort of animation thing there. And I was mm. like, dang, like, I could go an architecture route, I guess, because I've had some interest in it. Or I could look at this film program, whatever. So I went into the film program uh, there for a little bit and, like, kind of looked at some of the classes. And i saw there's some animation classes that were like a a couple of them clearly were in maya and i was like oh there's maya right that's obviously that's where i go is maya let's learn maya on a collegiate level now um uh later found out eae stands for entertainment arts and engineering which was the beginning foundation for their video game program uh there's this reoccurring thing in my life where i find something i ask somebody about it they tell me The complete wrong thing about it. And then I find (laughs) it later, and I find out it's the right thing. Uh, Same thing happened in high school. EA came and talked to us. Yeah. uh, And their words out of their mouth was, don't try to be a character artist. You'll never get a job in character art in the industry. Be an environment artist. Uh, Warner Brothers is my very first AAA company. And I'm a character artist. (laughs) So, yeah, just another one of those things where it's like, take everything people say with a grain of salt. Because, yeah, sometimes they really don't know what they're talking about. Um, But, yeah, so I was taking these uh, classes, these film classes, which were just draining me. I hated freshman year of college. It was the worst. I wasn't doing what I wanted. I wasn't in Maya. Uh, it just felt wrong. I was so close to dropping out. Really? Yeah, it was the worst. I mean, I get that Citizen Kane is cool, but, like, fucking, I'm here to make games, not look at black and white movies. Like, it's not... Yeah. I understand the relevance of it, but in a game aspect, I want to be focused on making those, you know? hmm Um, yeah, so sophomore year hit, and I finally took the, like, 3600 character modeling class. The first class that actually had... EAE at the end of it that I was like okay this is a Maya class this is what I had like got through freshman year to do and I met uh my professor Ryan Bowne who I to this day owe so much to uh he's an amazing professor um yeah so we start doing this character modeling class and he mentions that there is a class he's trying to get going like everything is such in shambles like nothing's put together yet in EAE really and he's talking about this environment art class that has four students and like six TAs, like a, a college level class that has four students in it. And he's like, hey, if anyone is interested in taking this class, like, yeah. please come take it or else this might not be a class anymore. You know, um, so I, I kind of talked to him afterwards. I was like, hey, I've been doing Maya for a while. I don't know how like intense this is, uh, this new class, but I'll come check it out if that's fine. And he's like, just come like I just need bodies right mm-hmm. so i show up and i'm kind of seeing these guys and a couple of them have been in it for a while um but i was like i'll take this class we'll see where it goes whatnot um and like right off the bat i realized we're gonna use udk the unreal developmental kit which is essentially unreal engine 3 uh which like Years of war was made in and stuff like that Damn. kind of uh so we're gonna make environment environments in maya and get them to udk as a class. And I was like, what the fuck? This is a class? Like, yeah. <laughs> where has this been? Jesus Christ, right? So, like, uh, you know, I have no confidence. Like, I i had done all those animation classes, but I never worked in, like, Unreal or any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I showed my professor all, of like, the the films I had made, like, all my animation competition stuff. And so he's like, oh, like, this guy's been doing stuff for a while, you know? Like, he he's really into this. Um, and then... Mm. Yeah, I just basically got thrown into the deep end. I remember the week before fall break, he just went hard on us. He was like, uh, told us everything about texturing in the span of like a class period, like what uh, defuse maps are and normal maps and specular maps and like all this stuff. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, but I have all of next week, which is fall break to figure it out, right? And so that's what I did my fall break of my sophomore year was figure out what the hell my professor just talked to me about. Because mm. it was literally like he just threw me in the ocean and I didn't know how to swim. Uh, so I had to get some floaties and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so I came back from that awesome. I, my, well, we, we did two things in that class. We started off by one, he was introducing us to the Polycount community, which is a big community for 3D artists uh, where they just posted their stuff. Um, and that was so. It wasn't just about learning the classes and the tools, but also learning the community and the resources, right? Um, and so Polycount was awesome. So he had us do a Polycount challenge, which is where somebody somewhere uh, just posts this uh, image every month and says, "Make this environment," and like anybody who wants to can compete in this challenge. Uh, it's like Goodwill
0: hunting, or what? Yeah, you just of,
1: figure it out. Yeah, you just figure it out. So, uh, so it's some bar scene from. Something so my teacher taught us based off of a challenge that was already on a site, right? um So we could post at the end, so it wasn't just like we were showing our teacher, we were going to turn this into a poly count with oh, yeah, yeah. all these other actual 3D artists like industry people go on this site. Um, Dang, yeah, so this was awesome because he taught us how to block things out and how to start using the tools. Um, I did okay, and then the next half of the class uh he just said go get a concept artist and or concept and start making that and so i picked a this cathedral from guilty gear as you know i love guilty gear (laughs) yeah uh so i started making this cathedral and i started really kicking butt at it like this was where i was like oh this is awesome i like environment art like i could see myself doing environment art um so yeah i i was doing that for a long time and started to get confidence and then started to meet the people uh around me and then that turned into taking hard surface modeling classes and texture classes and i remember uh <laughs> it's it's one of the funniest things when you really love something and you see other people doing it and they're really good at it too you almost like get jealous in a way or like you're like oh man should i hate that person like how should i view this other person who's also really good you know <laughs> uh and i did a good job at like saying, no, like, put that aside, none of that matters, like, check your ego at the door, and I went and uh, I noticed that this guy was super good, and I started sitting by him, uh, and we we slowly started becoming friends. Uh, spoiler alert, I sit right next to him every day at work now at WP. <laughs> so, yeah, this is my Does he year. know that? Does he yeah, know that? Oh, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're really good friends. We're basically best friends. We hang out all the time. But yeah, we, uh, I mean, he's super good. He's so skilled at what he does. Um, it was literally one of those things that like sophomore year, which was 2013, 2014, whatever. Mm. And I work with him now in 2020, like, uh, professionally. Um, and I saw this guy every day for the rest of college and master's program. So this was my undergrad where I was doing a uh, film EAE, uh, it was probably in texturing class or hard surface modeling that I met him. Uh, and yeah, so so I was kind of going through these classes, getting to know the people, building relationships, uh, taking critique, and uh, the next year hits. And this whole time, I'm working at Kohl's, which I think is important mm. to like point out, like. Yeah, I, I visited you once. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I work in the back over here. Yeah, I
0: remember walking Just around. Just working on
1: like the shoes yeah. department. Yeah, and, like, yeah. The, you know, home <laughs> goods department, whatever, and you just show up to work every day and you're just like, this is the worst. Like Mm. I feel like crap here. I'm so much better than this. I'm putting all this time into this thing that I hope is a career one day, but how do you get there? You know, how do you actually get to that career? Um, and I just remember like opening up cash registers at like 4am in the morning, just thinking like, it's like Christmas, you know, and so you have to be there super early and just thinking like, I, I could be giving so much to, like, any studio or anything that would let me just be in Maya right now, you know? Like, even though I was getting paid seven twenty five an hour, like, just let me be in Maya. Like, I'm so sick of doing this stuff that doesn't matter, like, rotating shoe boxes so they're at a 90 degree angle. Like, that's what I'm spending my time doing. Like, I could be in Maya doing something legitimate that I've been studying. Um, and finally, one day, uh, Ryan, my professor, called me up and was like, hey, uh, would you be interested in modeling stuff for flight simulators? I was like, a job in Maya? Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anything is better than Kohl's, you know. <laughs> dude, so those shoes like, needed yeah, you, dude. fuck those <laughs> shoes, dude. Like, I I want to be in Maya. So, um, yeah, so he calls me up. He says, there's only two spots. I have three people, but you should come and just check it out. And so we went and toured. And I remember just yet again being being there and thinking, like, you know, maybe I should just give this to this other guy. Like, I feel bad if, like, one of us doesn't get it. Like, who should get it? We're kind of talking to people and seeing what they do. You know, like, I don't have confidence back then, you know. Like, I've been doing this for a long time, but I was still nervous. Um, this is a real deal. You're going to get paid yeah, to do this was a real paid thing. I didn't know what yeah. the money was like, but I was like, it doesn't matter. I don't care if I'm maybe doing it for, like, seven twenty-five. you know. I mean, Kohl's wasn't paying me much more than I <laughs> was, so fuck it, right? Yeah. Um, but I actually ended up really hitting it off with them, and uh, I got the job. Uh, so it was a military and commercial flight simulation, simulation company called Rockwell Collins. Um, and boy, was I so nervous every day for that, yeah. to be like, okay, hey, I'm modeling stuff for an actual thing now. Like, yeah. Let's, let's do this. It wasn't quite games, but it was so close to games uh, yeah. and it was a paycheck, right? It was mm. like twice the money I was making at Kohl's and they were, uh, paying for my schooling even. So it was oh, already wow. more money and they were paying for my tuition. It's so, like, this is incredible. Like leaving Kohl's and like telling my boss <laughs> that it was like, oh, it was so good. Uh, yeah. It was one of the best feelings ever to just leave Kohl's. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I, I start working here. Uh, I start modeling. Uh, what year was this? This was 2014. I want to say the fall of 2014. That I think that stuff. sounds right. Yeah. yeah I, I remember. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was my junior year of college, so it was mm. like fall of 2014. Yeah, this, this was an internship. This was an internship. It was a paid internship that was partnered with the University of Utah. It was really cool, actually, because it was one of those things where... It was very symbiotic on all three fronts. So there was Rockwell, there was the U, and there was us. And Rockwell found that they could have us model things for cheaper than crazy industry professionals, which makes sense because these models weren't super complex. Um, So we were cheaper. The University of Utah got money out of it. And we also got our tuition paid and we got paid. So literally all three people benefited from this deal. That's cool. Which is way cool. Uh, it's not very often that everybody, you know, benefits. So, uh, yeah, my first model was the CH-53 Sikorsky uh, C-Stallion model. still remember it. I remember all the areas I messed up on it. <laughs> I remember everything I did wrong and all the lessons I had to learn. Uh, and I... I did good, but I messed up a lot along the way. And I... But did they know that you were going to... they knew that. And my boss was awesome. Uh, My boss was named Chris and he was super patient. He knew we weren't going to get it right the first time. And he knew there was going to be a lot of corrections. And he basically just started training me, right? So, uh, and the, the other thing that I really learned is like, don't hide things. Like, don't hide things and don't make excuses for things. Like, if you messed up on it, like, just fix it, Right um i remember actually i have a really good story real quick yeah go
0: for it i'm not gonna say his name but i knew i know you'll know who i'm talking about i remember when we first learned how to start driving you yeah. and me and this other person like we were like you know all in high school we were like about to start taking our tests or whatever and then my our friend was like you know what I'm 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 gonna cheat on the test and then I remember you you were like Yeah, why? Yeah, you were like, Why? You need to learn how to drive. <laughs> yeah. Like why are you gonna cheat on like the that's test? The stupidest thing. <laughs> yeah. But I just was like, What the heck? That is the craziest <laughs> thing ever. But yeah, I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah, so yeah, no, like don't lie.
1: Like you need to you need yeah, that. it's actual <laughs> things. It's gonna benefit you more in the long run if you just like learn how to get it right, you know? Um so yeah, Rockwell Rockwell is huge and I was there. For the rest of my undergrad and my master's program, right? So my master's program, I was doing Rockwell, uh, my capstone project, which is the last thing you do uh, in the program. And I should actually get into that real fast. So I've been telling you about this EAE program and how not put together it was. So one of the professors actually came to me and the guy that I sat by that I was talking about earlier, his his name's Isaac. Uh, He came to us and a couple other people and said, hey, we're going to do something with you guys if you are willing to do it, which is called a Bachelor of University Studies. So we're basically going to say, hey, the major that's in place right now is not good. It's not set up correctly. This is, like, collectively what we think should be the major. So normally Mm -hmm. when you do a BUS, you could do a BUS for anything uh, that you want. You just have to, like, create your own course and present it in front of people and get it approved. So... Because there were so many of us doing it, we kind of made some, our own degree together and presented it in front of a board. And the board was like, oh, this seems legitimate. Okay, like, we wrote why we're doing it, like, what career we were trying to get out of it, the classes that we were needed to take. Um, and that actually ended up being the foundation for what the new EAE program is now, is the BUS degree that we created back then. Uh, and so it was because of us students, why the U's undergrad program is really put together now. Um so yeah, that was huge. So one of the last things you do in uh, EAE or what we did with the BUS was a capstone project, which is here's one year, here's a collective group of like uh, students, and you break off into teams and you make a game and you cannot graduate unless you get this game published. You can't just make the game and like play it like you gotta get it on Steam or like on a console or like on iOS or Android. Uh, so we I got on a game uh surprisingly with a programmer that I went to high school with and he and I uh back in high school we did play around with unity a little bit and kind of make games and I I should point that out uh throughout all of college I was making like a side project game with this guy in unity just on my free time like Fridays and Saturdays like late at night in the lab we were just making a game so we already had a lot of synergy And uh, it's around the time that Unreal 4 came out, and I was like, I jumped on Unreal 4 instantly. I was learning (laughs) it right away, back when it used to cost money to own. Um, And so I convinced him to move into Unreal 4, which meant that he had to learn C++, which was a big step and still is for a lot of undergraduate programmers, like jumping from C Sharp to C++. Um, But he was super into it. Um, Spoiler alert, uh, every game that I've done as a professional has been in Unreal 4. So <laughs> good thing I jumped on it when I did. Yeah, for real. Um, like I was even making tutorials for Unreal 4 that Epic Games, the people who make it, started realizing. And they they start, they still send me emails. I got one the other day where people can post on their forums and anybody who's related to like that issue, they'll send them an email to see if the, like that person can come help. And I get those all the time still where I like go and I'll help some people on the forums. Um or like some of my beginning tutorials that I did on YouTube, I still get comments on, and they're yeah. like, uh, "This is super outdated because it was like Unreal four point zero one or some some shit." Yeah. And now we're in four point two six, and they're like, "I think it's different now." And It's like, "Yeah, you're twenty six versions different." Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I should probably just go and update that one day. It's just funny; it pulls up all the time in people's uh, searches. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I started making this game uh it's called fitting in we were doing an android ios game i mean uh this guy uh his first legitimate game i published yeah um it was awesome it was not that great of a game but it was we learned a shit ton from it we did not know about source control uh we were literally passing around a flash drive that had the game on it and people would just plug their shit into the game, which is horrendous. (laughs) If you talk to any game developer, they would, they'd probably cringe and die if they heard that we made a whole mobile game on a flash drive, Uh, (laughs) but we made it work. (laughs) It was nuts. Um, and yet again with competitions, like throughout all my undergrad too, I was doing, Mm. uh, I was sending things to competitions. We were making games on the side. Um, So like I've always been doing competitions basically is what I'm getting at. Uh but I graduated from that and then it was it was obvious to me that I should go to the masters because I was working at Rockwell and I was starting to be like getting really good at it. And my boss really liked me. I was fast. Uh I was doing great work. Uh by this time you have everything down now. Yeah, to a degree. I mean I'm still I'm still learning some things and they're still learning things. Like we started doing, uh, ships and ships hadn't been done as much. And we're trying to find out new ship ways of doing things. And they're in a different program that I'm using cause they've been using something called OpenFlight creator and I'm using Maya and the whole, mm-hmm. their whole thing was like, everybody's using Maya. Maya is the industry standard. We're using old data tech. We have to find a way that we can get Maya to work with our tech.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: also worked with that pipeline a lot to oh, see okay. how can we transfer things to them? Um, and also just trying to help their texturing programs and, uh, Play around with more than just Photoshop, because Photoshop was, was kind of the standard for texturing. So we started using uh, Quixel uh, and Substance Painter, and this was the time that uh, physical-based rendering became a thing. You see physical-based rendering now. Uh, it was really the big jump in material definition between kind of uh, the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4. Did you ever play like the Dragon Ages or anything? No. Um, how about like the Kingdom Hearts? So you played Kingdom Hearts 3 at least? No, I haven't because it? I haven't beat the other ones yet. I'm oh, like really? saving it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think what PS4 games have you played? Just like PS4 or this like one? yeah, any any of that uh, uh, era. Uh, let's pull them out right here. Okay. Let's do it. I uh, have Call of Duty Modern <laughs> Warfare. Sure. Call of Duty probably works. FIFA. I'm oh, no, FIFA does not work. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's Destiny. Devil. Yeah, sure, any of those. So, uh one of the big jumps is physical-based rendering, which allowed people to start looking at uh metallic channels different like well, that's one of the main things so like the metalness of how things used to look where it was like flat and kind of painted and yeah like, like kind of like in
0: halo yeah is like it, halo. That's how I the, halo is
1: perfect halo yeah. is a, a perfect jump how like it looked like it was flat and then all of a sudden you do this jump and like it's actually reflecting it looks like metal it's like yeah it's physically based and it's rendering correctly like metal should have you ever seen scooby-doo uh, depends on which Scooby Doo. The first the, for like the first ones, the first generation. Yeah,
0: I, I is that how kind of what you're talking about? Like when like they're walking right in the in the hallway or whatever, and it's like two D, right? Yeah, yeah. And like they're walking down a hallway, and they're like, "Oh, I wonder where the guy's at," and like he's literally sticking out because. Like everything else is flat, yeah. But right? he's like, like actually, very vivid three. and colored, yeah, yeah. and like, is it like that? Is kind that what of like talking that. About? Yeah, it's just okay. like
1: you can see that materials are now actually looking like what they're supposed to be. They're not just uh, like painted, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to exactly remember what I was getting out with PBR. Right, uh, just that PBR was. This was when PBR was hitting, and kind of there were programs that were. Coming out that I was learning that Rockwell didn't know about because they were still doing kind of a legacy style of texture work, um, and so kind of helping, helping move that pipeline to them and teaching them while they're teaching me. So it symbiotic again, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm graduating at that time, and I'm like I kind of just want to get hired on here. Like they're treating me well. I'm doing great. The, the pay's awesome, and I love my boss. Like there's nothing wrong with this job. Yeah. Um, but they. They obviously were talking with the University of Utah a lot and keeping me as a student was cheaper for them and probably better at the time. So they they're, they're kind of like, You should do master's program, right? So I, I go into the master's program and I was kind of considering it anyways, and my teacher was pushing me to do it anyways. Mm. Um and it was fun. It was a lot of fun to jump into the master's program. And the thing about the Us Masters appara- as a, uh, opposed to its undergrad is the masters is put together. It, yeah. At the time it was number one or three or it's always within like the top 10 schools for game development really yeah so the masters is legit up there um and so uh yeah i start jumping up there and people from all over the place are in this masters there's people from china there's people from india there's uh people from like europe like there's a norwegian guy who's super tall and awesome um (laughs) but some people had some experience with games some people were traditional like art backgrounds like they just draw like they don't know anything about games yeah some people are completely away from games they've been studying like communications and they're here to learn how to be producer for video games right uh you had writers too in fact one of the writers that i went to my master's program with i'll brag about her because she just got on forbes 30 under 30 that's awesome Uh, she is the lead writer for ratchet and clank the new one right now which is rad like i never would have thought that we would be in a class together and go through the same cohort uh cohort being basically the year that you go through the program mm. that group yeah. of 70 people are like your cohort right that's cool uh and you all you do everything together basically as a group so you take essentially the same classes but you specify so the the tracks are producer uh artist tech artist and engineer i went tech art route uh because i'd already been doing a lot of art and i wanted to see what the tech art route was and ryan my professor was really pushing me to go there because he said it'll open up a lot of doors for you which it does tech art is insane and it's huge and there's so many things you can do with it um but yeah so as a as a group you go through this master's program and you you're just doing uh games every two weeks they're called rapid prototypes they give you a prompt you make a game in two weeks with this team of about 10 people and you're doing this for a whole semester and so you're just getting a lot of like uh what works, what doesn't, like uh how do we be creative, how do we make games? Mm-hmm. Uh none of this had to be published. It just had we just had to have a final product, yeah. essentially. Um and then we're taking game design classes and then we're specializing in our field. So in tech art, I was doing some motion capture and rigging and uh different tech art things, VFX. Um and we moved into the next semester where we started our thesis project, which was now you have a year and a half to make a legit game. It's a lot like Capstone, but we actually know what the hell we're doing now a lot yeah. more. You know, like We just made so many prototypes that we're like, oh, we've made a game from start to end now, kind of. Yeah. Like we, we'll be better at this. And we split off all into teams. Uh, and yeah, the goal is just to make something by the end of your program. Uh, so we, we started working on this twin stick shooter called uh, or uh, oh, is that
0: I, I remember I remember you posted it on Facebook yeah and it was like it, it reminded me of like um what's that game? It's a zombie game. You're Sorry. running around. Mm-hmm. The screen is just like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess it's like Gauntlet. You've It's Gauntlet? Kind of like Gauntlet. Yeah, it's Gauntlet. like
1: Gauntlet with guns. Uh Yeah. Another one. Uh, the name's escaping me. Um but yeah, it's a, it's just a twin stick shooter. You're killing. Hunter zombies. the Reckoning. That's what I I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. A lot of those. Uh, you're fighting like Starcraft looking Zerg bugs <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. It's fun. It's free on Steam still today. Uh, yeah, that's, that's There's badass. some cool parts. There's a lot of UI problems. <laughs> there's a lot we could still learn and polish on it. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot on that while I was still doing Rockwell, uh, and I that was the time that like. You know, we're going to GDC, Game Developer Conference, which is in San Francisco every year, Uh, and we're starting to get more serious about looking at real professional jobs, you know, Mm. Uh, getting into the industry. So flying out to GDC, talking to people, uh, going to parties. I went to the Polycount party. I was talking about the Polycount forums earlier. Mm -hmm. I went to the the party where the guy who owned Polycount was there. Uh, That was awesome. Uh, I met people that worked on Marmoset Toolbag. Uh which is a render software that's really good. Uh, I went to the Epic Party, Epic Games, had a oh. party with an open bar and it was awesome. <laughs> and there is some developer from Spec Ops the line there. I think he was like a lead engineer or something. That one of the student or one of the teachers in EAE knew and introduced us to him. So that was cool just meeting some like high end people. Um and just like taking it all in and like learning about stuff. Uh and seeing that like you know, it's that, like, games are this huge world that's, like, nobody knows everything, but actually it's this crazy tiny world where once you're in games for long enough, you know people almost everywhere. Like, I know a lot of people all over the yeah. place now. Um, yeah, so that was that was just awesome, kind of learning learning more about the industry there and coming back and taking that knowledge and trying to be like, well, do I stick with Rockwell? Do I try to go to games? Like, what do yeah. I do? Rockwell's so comfortable. Um, but it wasn't gaming. That's, that's Rockwell wasn't gaming. It was the, simulation. And then by that exactly. time, where you're like, "Oh, I want to do. I want to get into gaming now." Like, I mean, I did, but like, I was still in the master's program. I was still working on my game, and I think yeah. that was a big thing. It's like I felt, I felt good at Rockwell because I was still making a game in my free time, um, and. But regardless, I still kind of took it seriously. I started putting together like a LinkedIn and like really kind of marketing myself. And uh, ArtStation became this thing where uh, as an artist, you need a portfolio. And so most people have like their portfolio website. Well, ArtStation, which is a a website, kind of created a a system of letting your ArtStation become your portfolio. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And it's still basically my portfolio to this day. So I put together my ArtStation station. Uh, and I had this LinkedIn that looked really nice and they were linked together. Um, and then the, I got an email from a guy. Well, he, he had, he had actually talked to the U first and they're they were ex EA employees. So EA Salt Lake Eastl, uh, they were working on the Sims here. They were doing games. Uh, they were downtown, but for whatever reason, EA Salt Lake closed down here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those guys went over to The Void, which does uh like AR, VR games. I don't know if you've played any of that. They did like Ghostbusters and they made a really mm. cool Star Wars game. Yeah. Um cool guys, they're working on all this fun stuff, but uh some of them left the void and they're kinda of starting up a new studio that was indie indie kind of double A in that area. It was like it was like veteran people starting a small studio essentially, right? No. And they're looking for fresh blood. They're, they're just like going through all the resources to see like, where do we get new people? They looked at the U. They basically just like looked at all of our faces on the U. Cause if you're in a cohort, you can search by cohorts and see everyone's faces and a little mm-hmm. bit about them. So they saw my LinkedIn, they saw me and one other guy and I got stalked by this guy and he was like, he sent me a message basically being like, Hey, you sounded exactly like me when I was like your age. Uh, like I want to interview you. Like, and just see see who you are basically so okay. i was like interesting like i'm already getting some chatter that rockwell might be hiring me after college but i'll come interview with you anyways um and we met at some coffee shop and they just start talking to us about i think they were working on jurassic vr for dave and busters at the time mm-hmm. and they were considering bringing us on for there but they're still finding out like financing and how they like could pay for it all and getting their feet getting themselves on their feet um and so we had an awesome interview they're like we'll let you guys know if anything happens but if it does like you guys are awesome we would hire you basically so you were up for that you're like yeah yeah maybe like i was like those guys are really cool maybe we'll see what happens they're gone i don't hear anything from them for a long time right so i finally get a phone call from uh iowa i believe yes and I was like, Iowa, who's calling me from Iowa? Like the only thing... Slipknot? <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, no, it was uh, Cedar Rapids, which is, I believe, a place in Iowa. I hope I'm not fucking that up. Um, Cedar Rapids? I feel yeah. like that's like it's, South Dakota or something like that. I it's, don't know. It's I, def- I don't know. I'm pretty sure know. it's Iowa. But it's uh, there's two major companies that work there. It's the Quaker Oats... Uh, oh like yeah. the headquarters <laughs> or it's Rockwell Collins headquarters. Okay. So like if you live in Cedar Rapids, you basically uh work for one of those two. So they okay. I see that I was like, I wonder if this is Rockwell. So I answer it, they are offering me a job like right then and there. I haven't even graduated yet. Wow. They're like, we're gonna send you the paperwork and all this stuff. And it's like awesome. Well that's a relief. Like I have a job the second I leave and I graduate. Like this is gonna be legitimate. Mm-hmm. I see my salary and I'm like this is super steady. A lot of the guys that work at Rockwell have been there for like 20, 30 years. Like you could die here. Right. Like this is a retirement thing, super steady income. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to take it. Like I don't have anything else. I did that interview, but who knows if they're going to do anything. Um, around the same time, uh, you had the other big studio in Salt Lake, which was, uh, Avalanche studios, which were under Disney for a while. Uh, so, to begin with, Avalanche worked on, like, Tack and the Power of Juju. I don't know if you've ever played that. but Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah later on, the, Disney kind of owned them, and they worked on Toy Story 4, I believe. Maybe it was 3. I might be messing that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then they worked on uh, Disney Infinity, which was their big thing. Disney Infinity oh. was huge for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know all of this story, but for whatever reason, Disney let them go. And so there's kind of a scramble to figure out, like, what are we doing next? And I wasn't a part of Avalanche at this time, so I I don't want to get too into it. That's kind of their story. Um, But for whatever reason, Warner Brothers picked them up. And it sounds like Warner Brothers worked with them to help finish the last Cars racing game that they were working on. Like Cars, the Pixar movie Cars. Yeah. Um, So that's awesome. And then whatever happened, they started... uh, When I was in my last year of Master's they started interviewing at the U and they started interviewing like everybody. Oh wow. Like it was a huge thing. And I remember them being like, why aren't you interviewing with WB? And I was like, well, I just signed the paperwork with Rockwell. And like, I don't know, like it's riskier. Like maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's hard to say. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I end up not interviewing cause I'm like, I already have a job. The steady income is a thing. And, I mean, you also have to get back to my, uh, my mentality was, you know, I came from this single mom who didn't have, uh, anything above a high school education, raising four kids and money was always a thing that was like, you, you're grateful for like what you have, you know? Yeah. And like, this was steady and this was nice. And I felt like what I was making was good and it was safe, you know, and it's yeah. hard to give that up. And so I was like, I think I'm just going to stick with Rockwell and see how things go. Uh, so a lot of my other friends jumped on board and they actually started getting internships, which was awesome uh, and then We graduate and we kind of all go separate ways for a little bit. I start working at Rockwell as an employee um, And I'm dating uh, my girlfriend at the time Sharma uh, which I'll get into in a little bit, but uh, So I'm going through there for a long time just working at Rockwell and it's it's good. I like it. It's very repetitive I don't, I'm not in games anymore and I can still kind of feel my soul getting crushed a little bit every day, like missing (laughs) games. Like I still loved what I was doing. Yeah. I was in Maya, like I said, you're, but you're making making
0: games while you're not on the club. Yeah.
1: And I, yeah. And I learned (laughs) that like, Oh dang, I do really like making games. Like, Holy crap. I hope that wasn't a mistake, but still be grateful for what I, for what I have. Um, and then I get hit up by those guys that had interviewed me when I was in my grad program. Really? Like, we all oh, the from the from the from the VR game. Yeah, from yeah. the VR stuff. So they're like, Hey, we want to interview you again if we can. Um and I was like, okay. So like I'm like I'm gonna take a vacation day where I can go interview it at this job. Like,
0: oh, how how long were you working at Rockwell? Three months
1: as an oh, actual like hire. Boy, yeah, boy. so I've been an intern there for three and a half years. I'm here for three months and I get this call, like trying to poach me. And so I go downtown and I meet up with these guys and I'm talking to them and I seem so legit and like I can tell it's still risky, right? It's yeah. super risky. Um, But um, I'm just like, this is really interesting, though. And I I tell them, like, you seem awesome. This seems awesome. They're like, they told me I'd be working on Star Trek already. They couldn't say much more besides, like, you're going to be working on Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And the last game we put out was Jurassic VR. So, like, I went to Dave & Buster's and I played it. I was like, I got to see what they're working on. Like, before the interview, I got to do my research. Like, I'm not going to show up to this empty-handed and not know what the hell I'm talking about. So, I go and I do that. um, And did you like it yeah i liked it it was fun it oh, was hey, hey you don't work for them anymore you, <laughs> no. you can be honest i mean <laughs> Honestly, yeah. for for the time frame that they did it in and the restrictions that they did it under it was it's pretty cool it's a fun experience for like what six bucks at dave and busters have you played yeah. I'm,
0: i've never been there
1: oh really yeah oh man i should take you i have three games in dave and
0: busters really? it's a yeah. it's a date yeah so maybe that's
1: what we should do when i when i meet your lady Yeah, yeah, that would would be 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 fun. fun. That'd be way fun. I think we can still go to Dave & Buster's. Uh, I think it's open. Hopefully that machine's open. I know they sanitize it all the time, but COVID, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I'm like, do I leave this security blanket for uh, this, like, A indie studio that's made one game? But these guys are all veterans. Like, they worked at EA. They talked about The Sims. Like, uh, the guy worked at Ubisoft on... The stick of truth and like oh, yeah. rocksmith you know did you look you saw all their work though i i saw some of their work um but i knew that they were legitimate right yeah. like talking to them and stuff and it was like i was nervous obviously and i was also like i'm i've been doing flight simulation i haven't made like a legitimate game these guys are like professional so i was also underselling myself in a way because in a way yeah. my soul was crushing like i kind of wanted out you know mm-hmm. like i But also I was scared so I took like a week to just meditate on it and that's literally one of the like the biggest skills I've learned in life when I have like a hard decision like I take a week and I literally just meditate like I will sit in the bath for like an hour and just like think of all the different possibilities and really like get in tune with like how do I feel about a situation and if I do that I tend to make the right decision every time that's very skillful because I
0: feel like sometimes a lot of people sit in that and they get anxiety because there are and I, I get like that too sometimes, yeah. like they're, it's like afraid of, there's, it's like Netflix. Yeah. You want you to, don't, you don't want to, you don't, you don't know, 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 what, to know what to watch. Yeah. Because you don't want to get 20 minutes into it and you're like, oh, this movie sucks, but yeah. I have to finish it. Like, no, you don't.
1: Yeah. Just exactly. go back. Yeah. It, like, for sure. Yeah. I feel out for sure. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. I was just going to say, you brought up anxiety. It's my only way out of anxiety. So, oh, wow. Um, I like that, that you actually, like, do something about it mm-hmm. instead of just, like, just sitting and, like, dwelling on I'll it. I'll just sit there and my stomach will just hurt, and that's the worst, too. Damn or, like, man. I'll just miss out on the opportunity, right? And the other thing is my girlfriend was talking to me. This was actually, uh, I can't remember if this is Coheed or New Glory I was talking. We were at a concert with my, my girlfriend, uh, and she was just saying, like, uh, you know, all your friends went out to games and they're all doing really well, like you really want to settle for just like staying at Rockwell and like, I, I still really liked Rockwell. It's great, but it did kind of push me to be like, Oh, maybe I should do more. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes you need that other person to like push you to go further. Sometimes yeah. like it's so easy to get stuck in a security blanket, mm-hmm. uh, especially as an adult. Um, but also, you know, you don't want to make stupid rash decisions. So it's, uh, it was a tough one, but uh, I ended up deciding I was gonna take it. And I remember like that f- exit. This, the second I told my manager, she was like, "What are they offering you for pay? Like, what can we oh, match? Wow. Like, <laughs> why why are you doing it?" And I was like, oh, "I mean, it's I'm going because I'm gonna go work on Star Trek, which I knew nothing about Star Trek. Yeah, but I was like." I gotta go watch all the movies, I gotta go like, watch all this, I gotta go, like, learn Star Trek in, like, a week. Yeah, um, does the hand thing and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and,
0: uh,
1: yeah, I'm a Spock, whatever Spock is, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I, I go and I basically leave them after three months. And I remember someone being like, I think that's a record. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's left after three months. This is a, a place where people have been here for like 20 to 30 years. And I, yeah. I was there for three months and they were looking for fresh blood because people were... Because they were older you know, and they, a lot to, older. they were almost like replacements. Yeah, exactly. And I had been there for three and a half years and I was liked and hard working, mm-hmm. I hit deadlines, all that kind of stuff. Um Yeah, so then... I kind of start Strange Reptile, which is the name of the studio that I had been That's their with. name? Yeah, Strange Reptile. That's so, kind of cool. Um yeah, it actually is the Latin uh translation of Allosaurus, which is the Utah state dinosaur. And oh. The first game was Jurassic Park, that's so that's funny. where the name Strange uh. Reptile comes from. I know. I remember like interviewing for them. and I was like, "What kind of fucking name is that?" But that's cool, though. That's <laughs> right? interesting. It's like, but also the <laughs> whole adjective and then animal thing, like naughty dog, is like such a thing. Yeah, Strange Reptile, naughty dog. It kind of fits like what you'd see yeah. as a game studio. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, my boss manager, whatever we want to call him at the time, Aaron Murray, who's the guy, uh, had Matt Rockwell. No, uh, Rockwell is Chris. Aaron Murray oh, yeah, my right, right, new right. boss at Strange Reptile. He was a tech artist in the industry. He worked at Ubisoft. He mm-hmm. worked at uh, EA Salt Lake. Um, I'm under his wing, basically, and he's just, like, throwing things at me. I basically, I show up. We're in this super small rented office downtown. Uh, it's me, and it's this engineer who I later find out was my TA when I was taking Japanese in <laughs> uh, in my college freshman so that's the other thing you never know who the hell you're gonna work with <laughs> yeah. be nice to everybody because you never know when your ta <laughs> is gonna be like your working buddy and it basically aaron's like cool we gotta make the star trek game here's your engineer you're the tech artist that guy's the artist in the corner go you know yeah and it's like okay this kind of feels like rapid prototype what i did in my master's program in a way mm. you know i'm in unreal 4 i've been using unreal for a while i've made games in this i can do this but I'm also working in like a bigger league now. Right. So like, I'm still nervous. Um, I'm just trying to find myself like, what the hell is a tech artist? Like, what is my role? Like you ask almost anyone in the industry what a tech artist is and no one's going to give you the same answer. Like me being a character technical artist now is way different than when I was at strange reptiles, a technical artist. Um, it's basically this like Jack of all trades generalist who knows art, knows the engine, Knows how to script and write some code a little bit, and basically is just like, I can make sure things are working. Basically, yeah. right? I just push content, or I'll make a little bit of content, like some prototype content. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're working on this Star Trek game, and me and this engineer are just hitting it off. We're killing it. He's super good. Um, and yeah, we we start moving up, so we start touring. Like uh, the CEO shows us what the new office is going to look like, and I can tell this company's growing and we're getting yeah. bigger. Um, so we moved to the new office while we are working on Star Trek still. Um, and this is all for Dave & Buster's VR. Uh, I think I can talk about everything here. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not sure, don't. yeah, Yeah, right? Like, yeah. So if there's anything I leave out, it's yeah. just me. <laughs> the game industry and lawyers are all over the place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're working on Star Trek. I'm working on cool stuff. I'm doing cool vfx where i'm like polarizing the view screen so like you come out of orbit and there's this giant bright star in front of you and uh mm-hmm. this guy says polarize the view screen and there's all this cool glittery stuff that like falls on your screen yeah and it turns the sun from being super bright to being not bright and like how do you technically do that with vfx to make yeah. that thing out there change at the same time that this thing on the windshield is changing uh and then just like fun ship damage effects and like sparks and like how are we going to make the animation work on the characters like this was all my job to find out it's like Jeremy will figure it out just have Jeremy do it uh, <laughs> like and, and so when they threw that at you did you not know how to do any of that well i've been doing a lot of it when i was working on ore and that's why this guy oh, okay. really liked me he saw yeah. my stuff on or and with or i'd put together the best i could of like functionality cuz one of the things i wrote on like my linkedin was that i like to make things work like i like to figure out how to make something come to life like not just model something or draw something like i want to make it do the next step where uh this console is going to glitch it's going to spark it's going to explode you can interact with it you can do things with it you know yeah so it's not quite like heavy programming things like the engineers like making sure we have networked four-player stuff and like yeah he's handling like the game states and all that kind of stuff where it's like make like, like the Making the game go. Yeah, yeah. Like, like flow. Yeah, like the it's... things that are supposed
0: to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, I get you. I'm doing like, if you shoot that asteroid, it'll explode and give you points. Or like, uh, if you get shot, this console's gonna explode and like yeah. that screen's gonna start glitching. Like, yeah. I made this effect that I still have today called Bitchin' Glitchin', which allows <laughs> you to you take. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my boss loved it. Um, it literally takes any like image you have on the screen and you can just start glitching it and like there's all these parameters so you can choose how much you want to glitch it so mm. as you go you can keep upping this parameter to make something start glitching and breaking um i still have it i can still put it on things all the time it's one of my favorites <laughs> um it's probably in some portfolio somewhere um but yeah so uh i started doing this we released star trek uh it was fun it was great i i right now what was that? It's out right now. It is uh, out right uh, now. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Dave it's over. At Dave and Buster's. Yep, you can play it. Um, sound like the Star Trek fans really liked it. Uh, obviously, all these games, uh, Dave and Buster's. Everyone has their different opinions on which ones they like, which ones uh, like yeah. their favorite. Uh, I think it still did really well. Uh, of all of them, I think some of the other ones I probably like a little bit more. But it was also like my first like game. Like, like outside, professional. Of yeah. Outside of, I'm yeah. still super proud of it. We got. Uh, Zachary Quinto, I believe is his name. He plays Spock in the newer J.J. Abrams. Oh, okay. uh, he came and actually, well, he did it virtually, but he, he voice-acted yeah. Spock for us, which that's was awesome. Dope. It was, yeah, it was way cool. And it was, I mean, it was a unique experience. It still is just like these VR things where you put on, you basically get into this machine at Dave & Buster's that's four-seater, and you all put on Vive headsets, and you all have a controller, which gives you like a phase blaster, mm. and you're in this spaceship flying through space, and you got to shoot asteroids and klingons yeah. show up and you're fighting klingons and they're on the screen bitching at you and stuff um but yeah so it, it was an awesome experience it's a cool one it's very cinematic i think it turned out really pretty when, when you made it or like when you played it
0: after it was done did you're like look i
1: did that yeah look, i did that, oh, did that. <laughs> i was like fucking you i'd like be watching football games and all of a sudden like all knew a Dave and or Star Trek, and like the fucking Enterprise jumps in, and like I'm just watching football and like some fucking game as <laughs> a commercial for my game on TV. You know, like I remember my mom yeah. being so proud and shit. You know, and yeah. so that was like a huge thing. It was like no one's gonna see my Rockwell art. Mm-hmm. You know, I still love it, but no yeah. one's gonna see that. Dude, you it.
0: you literally showed me the one of the one of the things that you made. Uh, what was it? Uh, a chopper?
1: Yeah, probably like a chopper. A
0: yeah, at Chopper, yeah. The, you, know, you said that the, the, oh, the, the president the is going to...
1: Oh, VH-92. Yeah, so the VH-92 Sikorsky, I forgot the rest of its name. Uh, It's the new helicopter that's supposed to replace the Sea King, uh, the big mm-hmm. helicopter that the president's been flying around in forever. Um, So it's being used, I don't know if it's fully in use yet, but Marine One, who flies mm-hmm. the president around, this is the new helicopter that they're supposed to be training with. And Rockwell got that contract. I got to work on that. Pretty sure I can say all this. It's but out. you worked yeah. on it. you I, you I, I you, you designed model. the whole thing or what? I didn't design the helicopter. I just uh, you like I modeled it in 3D for the simulator. Oh, that's if that makes sense. Yeah, It's yeah, still it's still way fun. So that's cool. Um, yeah, that's all so. got to be public knowledge by now. Uh, that's kind of an older helicopter. Well, not older helicopter, but that was like six years ago. That's uh, so cool though. That's yeah, quite it's way fun. Um, that was an awesome thing to work on. So yeah, that that was cool, but then like no one no one knows that no one yeah, really yeah. cares. But that's still badass, yeah, dude. No, like, for Whoa, sure, dang, But and a lot of that it, stuff yeah. was just super fun to like get the opportunity to work on. You know, for real dude. I mean, I was just making the art for that stuff, but it was still mm-hmm. like I felt like I was doing something in the world. You know, not yeah. rotating a shoebox. Fucking <laughs> ninety uh, degrees, dude. That's very important. I think that sticks into my brain in the yeah. very back, deep. That like don't rotate a shoebox. You know, yeah. like that's not why I'm on this planet um so you're so you came out with star trek yeah i came out with star trek and while star trek was going on we got another contract from them to work on men in black because the new men in black movie was coming out like right as we were going to release the men in black game so we didn't have a ton of time um men in black is actually my favorite of all of them just because it's crazy it probably will give you the most motion sickness if you are motion sickness really? but it's it's way fun. Dang. I like that one a lot. It was the the time frame was a little less, but for me, I felt like that one had more gameplay. There's bugs flying everywhere, things were exploding. Um yeah, we we just were throwing that thing together as fast as we could. Like <laughs> I'm gonna say this because I don't care. Um I remember putting together the last boss. Uh I don't wanna spoil what the boss is, but like the last things that you see uh, in that game, I put together like the night before we were shipping it. So, but it worked and <laughs> oh it was great. Gosh. It was like, it turned out so well and I'm so yeah. happy. I love that one. I thought that one was great. I had such a blast working on it. Um, yeah, the, we got to work with like this external audio team, uh, that did awesome work with the audio hexony, And, uh, I should probably say, uh, all this was, we were contract workers. So, uh, it was David Busters who works for, or was contracting VR Studios, I believe, to make these games, and yeah. VR Studios was contracting us to help them out with oh. the game. So mm-hmm. we kind of made something, showed them it, then they we got approvals from them, and then that went to David Busters, um, and then they also hired the audio team hexony to work on it with us, um, and so it was a really good like relationship where we were able to kind of uh, push and get contracts through them and get like the IPs and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh Men in Black was dope, loved it. Um and then we got Terminator after that. So we started working on Terminator uh for the new film that came out for it. Um Terminator was also fun, completely different setup than the other two. Uh I was I had to write a whole Python script that was would help us convert the animations from Maya to Unreal 4 with how we were doing things. I was starting to challenge myself more on code, Mm -hmm. um, which was good because when I got hired on originally at Strange, they were kind of saying, or I was kind of saying, like, I don't do a lot of Python scripting. My code side's kind of weak. And so I was really on myself about that, like not feeling like a full tech artist because my Python was really weak. And they're like, yeah, we'll still hire you on, but like we want to see you like challenge yourself in that area. So I always had that in the back of my mind. And I didn't get to until Terminator, where I was like, I've got to learn some Python for this. So I wrote basically like this animation exporter for that which was huge for me and i was like oh shit i I can make some python scripts i get this now a little bit Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the start of like i should start learning more python um now i do a lot more with python i can't say exactly what but i do a lot more with python now at wp um but yeah terminator terminator came out came out really well i was still really happy with it um i don't know if i can say much more about terminator uh But uh, the one that's out is cool. We should go play it. It'd be way fun to play all three of those. Even Jurassic. And even, there's another one that just VR Studios did called Dragon Frost, which we should play that one too. It's kind of fun, uh, all of them. Uh, So yeah, that was them. And then while I was working there... uh, So right now you have three three games or four games at Dave & Buster's? I have three games, but Strange Reptile did four games over there. Oh, okay. Um, That's good. Three out of four. Yeah, three out of four. That's really good. While we were working on Terminator uh i had gotten a message from someone uh on tinder yes on tinder <laughs> <laughs> uh, no from uh from the lead character artist at wb mm-hmm. uh he had apparently been looking for new blood for his team uh dude everyone's was, looking for new blood dude. they are and you're that new blood oh, i guess so man yeah. new blood but he was scrolling <laughs> through art station like i said yeah. i started using art station as my portfolio yeah and he's basically looking at artists that were in salt lake the art art stations and found me uh and he turned around to the guy behind him and was like hey do you know who this this student is he went to or this guy is he went to the University of utah he turned around to isaac the guy i sat next to Uh. my sophomore year of college that i said like Oh, this is this is while you were not there. Yeah, this is this is, is what this is, while, this yeah.
0: is he, him telling you what happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Yeah. Isaac told me this later. Uh, the guy that I sat next to in that first class in college that was like, yeah. oh, should I be friends with you? Should I not? I'm like, yeah. no, just leave your ego at the door. Get to know this guy. Yeah. So he turns around to that guy and is like, yeah, I fucking know Jeremy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we went through like all of college together. We met, he was on ore with me. We worked on ore together. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, yeah, like interview this interview. guy. Yeah. yeah, interview this guy. So. um did he interview you? He was at one part of it. So the way WB does their interviews is you do a one-on-one with the lead and then you do like a group interview with the whole team. Um, and so he's in the team interview, but uh, yeah, they just, I mean, like I was saying, tech artists, uh, the, the industry just has a lot of moving parts now that are very technical and mm-hmm. uh, just having more technical people around to kind of help uh, make things work and whatnot. It's kind of what they're, he was looking for um, and so uh, I took that interview, and I felt really bad because we just started Terminator, and I couldn't leave that team right like I yeah I know I keep talking about like a jump ship from this to that, but I do have like this huge like soft spot for like allegiance and like making sure people are okay, and I was just like, I can't leave these guys. I just wrote this like Python script for them. This game is still. Like in development uh, I can't leave this so I actually turned them down the first time which was also pretty sweet to turn down a AAA studio I'm just yeah. gonna say Warner Brothers yeah, yeah. come on um, so then we keep going more and like like I said we finished Terminator and I'm kind of talking to that that guy again uh, and just thinking like well, maybe, maybe I want to do another interview. So I get another interview with them. You asked them for one. I, I reached back out to him and I was like, Hey, like, is that spot still something that you're interested in? Like if you filled it and he's like, Oh man, I was so close to, but I haven't, I still want to talk to you about it. Like, do you want to do a second interview? So I did do a second interview. Uh, and I How like, long was that? How many months was that? Oh, uh, like... So this was, I got interviewed in like July and then I re-interviewed back in, or, and then I re-interviewed in December. So it was almost like half a year, basically. Oh, this was last year. Uh, this was, yes, this was last year. Jeez, wow, time goes by. It's going to get fast at the same time. Yeah, yeah. feels like forever ago, but yeah. also like... 2019, crazy, dude. Yeah, so... Um, so December, you did the interview? So December, I did the interview. Uh, it, my, I think it was actually like the end of November I did the interview. Okay. Uh, and they're like, okay, we're going to get back to you. We'll see how things go. Um, I end up getting an offer which was awesome because they had to figure out like should we fill this guy he's not really I'm not a character artist mm-hmm. you know that thing from EA stuck with me where it's like uh, you know don't be a character artist and I was like oh yeah. okay uh, <laughs> but, oh, okay yeah but I also know mm-hmm. how to use Maya really well and I have a lot of technical background and I understand Unreal and I can learn is the thing the thing is like I can learn a lot I'm, I was really interested in the tech art side and this yeah. guy really was wanting like a guy who's on the technical side mm-hmm. um and so, yeah, I was like, you know, let's see how this goes. Like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, I'm I'm just as much hard on myself about whether I should or shouldn't be in this position as, like, yeah. my value to you. Like, it's not just you evaluating my value. I'm also evaluating my value. Yeah. If I'm not happy and if I don't feel like I'm doing enough for you, then I won't stay here, right? Like, yeah. uh, I'm not going to be a fake type of thing you know even though if you talk to almost anybody in the industry we all get imposter syndrome i still get it to this day yeah uh everybody feels like they're not good enough all the time yeah even when you you know work in your dream job but um so yeah i i did have to leave strange which was rough um but it was another one of those things where i had to meditate on it for like a week yeah like what the hell am i gonna do so i'd already done that back in july where I said no after meditating on it a week and I felt like it was the right decision then. And then I meditated on it a week in December and I came to the conclusion of yes. And I think that was the right decision then. So mm. time is also a thing like, yes, very true. Uh, I had the same exact choice, just at a different time and the outcome was completely different. And I think it was the right outcome in both instances. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I started joining WB then, um, I haven't talked about it at all, but we did uh show our trailer at the Sony showcase this year. Uh it was Hogwarts Legacy. It was mm-hmm. it premiered right after Spider Man, which was dope. We have like sixteen million views on YouTube for the trailer.
0: Yeah. At the time we're
1: uh, recording right now, sixteen million. Yeah, right. Um
0: yeah, it was if you guys want to see dope. that trailer it's gonna be in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. It's yeah.
1: pretty dope. That's it's way cool. It's late eighteen hundreds, Hogwarts. Um yeah, I can't talk too much about everything with it, obviously, because WB and 1820 lawyers, but... Can you say, Can you say like, what, what you worked on? Uh Yeah, so I work on characters. I help mm-hmm. make sure the characters are working properly. Um, Any of the characters in the trailer? There are characters in the trailer I've definitely done work on. Uh, yes. I can't say names or anything, yeah. obviously. <laughs> We're very... We try to be really quiet with the story and with names and everything, but uh, I work on a lot of characters, uh... And I overall just try to make people's life easier. I try to make life easy for the artists, you know? Yeah. Um, and my job is very fluid. It changes every day. Uh, I'm constantly learning new things. I work a lot with our tech art department. Uh, so I am a character technical artist or really my job title is just character art, but my boss has me there to work on technical side. So I also work a lot with the technical art side. Um, and i learn a lot from them. They're awesome. Hopefully they don't hate me. I'm pretty sure they like me. But <laughs> I do break stuff sometimes. And I get messages. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just tell me how to fix it. And I'll fix it. I won't break it. Um, but yeah, it's it's exciting every day working on that. Um, That's what you're working on right now? The... I'm working on Hogwarts Legacy. I can't say anything about release date or any of that.
0: I mean, the trailer says 2021. Uh the trailer says but, 2021, I can't say yeah, anything about yeah. release date. It happens though, like, you know, like, like um, that just happened with Cold War, like, I've been playing it a lot, and uh, they said it was going to come out like the 10th or something, like the DLC, and then they pushed it back to like the 16th. It's a couple yeah. of days or something, but it happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so, it happens with anything, I think, like just yeah. movies, games, whatever, because like...
1: Yeah, I can't confirm but, or deny anything, just saying, but... Um, <laughs> I will say you brought up Cold War. Uh, one of the guys I went through college with is VFX working on Cold War right now. Dude, that's tight. Uh, yeah.
0: Dude, I think they did very, very good in the game. Like, yeah. I like it a lot. Like, it. it's really fun. And the graphics, are just amazing. And yeah, they're there's... It. The, that actually makes me think of that thing that you said. How, um, it, in the game, I don't know. It's the first time I've played it. It's called Prop Hunt. Yeah. Or like... Oh, yeah. You, it's Gary's you, mod. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're fine. You're like... You're like... A cup. A, a cup in yeah. the game and you had to hide it's a kind and seek yeah, yeah. and like when you're actually placed there you look like everything else you don't yeah, just yeah, like yeah. stick out mm-hmm. you know like a sore thumb so yeah. it's actually really cool and like yeah, I don't know it makes it like realistic it makes it exciting it's like very intense
1: when like people find you in the game and stuff yeah. but it's like oh I don't I, know
0: it's really fun though but um
1: I didn't even know they had that in that so that's yeah. Uh, that was a Gary's Mod game mm. which is this uh, it was a, I believe it's by Valve but it was mm. this mod of half-life that allows you to just make games and that's where prop hunt came from oh really so you can play old gary's mod which looks like old school ps2 and it's the same concept (laughs) um but that's cool to know it's in cold war i didn't realize it was yeah it's it's fun pick that up and play it um but yeah Yeah. i know people from all over the place like so a lot of us are at wb um wb is filled with people from uh university of utah and byu Mm -hmm. byu is also a super great school honestly pixar recruits from them all the time dang um but a, a lot of the other youth students went to uh, i know people over at uh rockstar and mm-hmm. uh, worked on uh by city red dead <laughs> uh red dead 2 uh people at wargaming working on world of tanks uh, yeah insomniac people were at telltale uh and then telltale kind of disbanded um uh, one of the guys that I interviewed for at Strange Reptile, uh, he's over at Niantic. He was working on Pokemon Go last time I heard. That's nice. Uh People all over the place in the Bay Area. I'm not really wanting to go to the Bay Area. I'd rather stay here, but I just have family here. I like Utah yeah. a little bit better. I'm just yeah. not a big fan of the giant cities. It's not really my thing. I get you, man. I um, get you. But-
0: Dude, I mean there's you've like just threw like your whole story and i really like it a lot because and you know the you're the only person that i know this is the reason why i wanted to have you on the podcast because you're the only person that i know that ever since i've known you and that sounds like from when you were little you knew what you wanted to do and throughout the whole story you came across like crossroads almost like you know different paths and everything but you stuck to what you liked and what you felt like was true to you. Yeah. And I remember when we were in junior high, seventh, eighth, eighth ninth grade, we were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to Copper Hills. I'm gonna go to Kerns. I'm gonna go to Hill, All these schools by like where we went." Mm-hmm. And then you were, we were like, Jeremy, where are you going?" You're like, oh, "I'm gonna go to Highland." <laughs> and we were like, "What?" The <laughs> heck? We were all like, "Listen to this guy. You're know, right. over here going on the east side of Bangor. Oh, come I'm on, like, what are you doing, dude?" I is <laughs>
1: on the east side
0: of Bangor. I know. Like I know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm i80 okay but oh, um, there you go. There you I'm 15, go. I'm fifteen, i'm 15 i'm 15 how about just state but, street
1: but yeah
0: so we were like well what the heck dude and like for a time like i was like dude like i can't believe like we're all just gonna like separate yeah, you know like was a relationship mm-hmm. you know and you know I was just like dude wow we were, we were like, all friends and now we're just like disbanding and at the same time like you know i, I went to copper hills for for soccer and so i was supposed to be in the boundary for Kearns, but i went to for mm-hmm. copper hills for soccer so i understand like, like you just gotta to do what place. you gotta do yeah. you know and i feel like some people didn't understand that
1: yeah
0: but at the same time they don't they don't need to understand because that's they're not going to that school yeah. you're going to that school
1: you at least have like parker and ally and like tiffany like people who at least went to copper hills you know like going to highland Yeah, yeah but i didn't talk East to side, anybody though i guess that's true like i just like, remember like i didn't know anybody yeah like i still like barely know people that i went to high school it, with it's so weird they, dude um that yeah. but that's why
0: i like really appreciate that about you dude and i don't think i've ever told you that like i admire that because at the beginning of this podcast i said this is a podcast where we talk to normal everyday people just like you and me who are doing what they love, accomplishing their goals, or in the process of doing so. Yeah. And you're one of those guys. Yeah. You're doing what you love. You are – you stuck to what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just like – you're the only person that I know that has done that. Yeah. And that's why it's like – it really like – I don't want to say surprises me that – not not you, but like yeah, yeah. that – I guess like there's not a lot of people that are like that. Yeah. Because you could have just stuck at Rockwell, yeah, and absolutely. just could have been making planes still. Yeah, the, and it, was, you know? it still would have been comfortable. Like it's like you were working for Tony Stark, and you're like, "Nah, dude, I wanna, I don't want to make bombs anymore, or yeah. whatever. You, you know, wanna, <laughs>
1: that, I want to
0: make games. Yeah, that like, jump to
1: like yeah. double A is scary, you know. Yeah, and, like dude. the stability of it. Um, dude, yeah, it's wild. It is. It's been super wild, but it was definitely worth it. Uh, I'm super happy where I am right now, and. Like I have no idea where my like future is going to take me but no like I just keep sticking with it. I'm going to keep doing awesome things. Uh If anything else fails, dude, you you know you could shred a guitar. <laughs> there you go. Dude, you're good, <laughs> dude. Yeah.
0: Dude, I remember when we were in one of my bedrooms upstairs in mm-hmm. my house. And you, me, and Parker were just like playing guitar. Just we, were we, I don't even think we're playing together. We just were all with our amps. I hate you. hated us. Yeah, like, dude, we were gross. gringos, oh, dude. It was just, it was a good crazy time, dude. We were just so young, but dang, what a time, dude. Yeah. But dude, I want to say something that I have not announced or he haven't even hinted at on my Instagram for my for my brand's page, but um and we met up last week about it, to talk about it cuz i needed your insight oh, yeah, that's cause you're, right. you you're yeah, super yeah. into it yeah so right now i am i'm not going to say who but um yeah, yeah. i'm i'm looking to get into the video game space i want to um sponsor somebody like on on twitch or on you know just that is active on gaming yeah
1: like esports or not even esports but like streaming or something yes right and now.
0: that's what i originally wanted to do like do yeah. you, i wanted to own a team yeah yeah because, like, yeah, I like video games, but like there's people better than me, and I'd yeah. rather like help them like get out there like almost like marketing for them and yeah. like you know and have them do it instead of like and just me owning the team, yeah yeah, I think that would be better for me at least, okay. but anyways, so I want to sponsor I have two people in mind and um and we met up, and i I want you to uh use the example that you gave me when we were when we met up. So there's a problem with eSports and why it's not oh, growing. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you remember that example? Yeah, I do. Uh, this is actually something I talked to uh, one of the guys at in my master's program. So he's mm-hmm. he was super into eSports. I think he's working on like MLB now or something as like a producer. Did you talk to him after we talked? Or, uh, or? No, I, I talked to him back in the oh, master's in. program. But I don't okay. think anything's really changed since. Um, yeah, and I'm no crazy eSports professional, but after talking to people and kind of... Picking up on stuff, one huge difference between the esports space right now and actual sports is the concept of, I guess you'd say, qualification and sponsors, right? So yeah. like, um, we were we were looking at football, like we were yeah there was one seeing some football and
0: you said that it was the Browns.
1: Yeah, I think it was like the Browns versus the Ravens or something. But yep. I what I was getting at is that the Browns are always going to play. In the NFL season, no matter what, unless like they really drop the whole team or something, right? Mm -hmm. It's like every year, as long as they still go through the proper channels, they will be accepted to try to play for the Super Bowl. Um, That's just how the NFL works. Uh, That's how a lot of sports work. Um, That's how their leagues are set up. Whereas with eSports, you're never guaranteed your spot. So like if me and you decided we wanted to play football right now, we would never be able to steal the Browns spot in a football or in the NFL, right? We could uh-huh. never just be like, oh, we got in and the Browns can't play anymore. Whereas if you and I say picked up Rocket League and got super good at uh, duos on Rocket League, we could dethrone like Dignitas and we could play instead of Team Dignitas or something like yeah. that, right? Dignitas is a is a really popular uh team in esports in general. Uh esports is kind of set up differently where you have teams that own or you have you have company names that own teams across many games, so like Dignitas cloud nine uh i'm spacing on other ones, but yeah. uh liquid team liquid's huge um but yeah, so we could dethrone them if we were better, so it's cool in the sense that it's really about your skill level in esports, but it's really sucks because you're never guaranteed the spot and if you're not guaranteed the spot, how are you supposed to get somebody like coca cola to sponsor you if you might not even be in the like championship or Mm -hmm. in the competition at all you know um so yeah like that's that's one big problem with esports they still kind of have to figure out in a way and i think that's where the the big names come in like liquid and cloud nine is usually if you are under a team they've like poached the best of the best to make sure that they still get a spot so like yeah coca-cola is going to sponsor cloud nine way sooner than they'll sponsor like jeremy and chris's uh dream dean you know yeah
0: so it would make sense to sponsor the team and not the individual
1: in, yeah in yeah, that
0: in the in the tournament exactly
1: and then the team would have to basically and the, the team would hire on a person and like yeah yeah that makes sense that's um, kind of like kind of shitty but like
0: yeah it is what it, it is makes like sense.
1: It, it allows you to have like fair like competition yeah you know it makes sure that you really are getting the best of the best playing the game mm-hmm. um but it does make it a lot harder and also, like, the money is getting there, but I think if you calculated it, it I remember seeing some statistics somewhere. We'd have to double-check this just in case. Um, but, like, if you look at the earnings of, like, what an eSports player and, like, a team of five wins, like, a MOBA, and how much time they put in, like, playing that MOBA every day, mm-hmm. like, they're barely making over a minimum wage. And that's, like, I mean, maybe if you're winning first place, you know, you're getting more money. But, yeah. like, it's you're still not making a lot of money from that, you know. So it's it's still rough like but it's growing you know with covid coming through like dude uh, yeah i remember still kept going
0: dude yeah they were they canceled all the sports right like actual live sports they canceled everything and i was at the gym and i looked up and i actually saw on espn they were showing esports like yeah gamers like they were like oh racing nascar like they were playing everything and i was like what the i had to stop and i was like dude What's I happened. was, yeah, I was like, look at the world that we live in, like, yeah. ESPN yeah. is literally showing video games, Yeah. and I was like, oh my god, yeah. like, it's, it was just crazy to me, it's and like, good. I get excited, yeah. I do and, too. like, it's it's just a whole different world, but that, what, what do you, like, with the tournament thing, what
1: do you think would make it better? The answer to that? It's hard, because, like, um, you're talking about, like, the qualification stuff, yeah, like, how do you think it could actually be, like, a stable thing? A stable thing. I mean, you just need maybe leagues that... I mean...
0: Because now when I think about it, I think about, like, the MLS, like, Major League Soccer, right? Yeah, Here yeah. In the U.S. They have only one division. And that's why I feel like it's not very competitive.
1: yeah. yeah. Because,
0: like, if you get in last place, like, in Europe, you get in last place... You drop down to the second division. Yeah. There's no like but in the in MLS, you get last place, that's it. You're last place. There's no there's no yeah, like yeah, yeah. dropping, there's nothing. And I just literally thought of this. What if in esports, like they have a league? Mm-hmm. Right? And then if you get last place or whatever, like they have a second division where this is actually the qualifiers. Yeah. Like, of like of like how it's set up right now. So let's say you and me make a team, right? Yeah. We're the best two Rocket League. We apply or uh yeah. What was that what was that called? applying?
1: Yeah. Tryout, try out whatever. We
0: win the tournament of the division 2 or whatever. And throughout the whole season or whatever, I don't know, what do you want to call it? We get top 2 for example, and then you like move up. And we move up to the yeah. actual league. I actually wonder if League of Legends is set up like that. Cuz that, I'll then, have that to then that 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 would make sense. Yeah, yeah. To actually like, oh, then in this division there would be way more sponsors.
1: Yeah, yeah. In the first division, right? Yeah, it's a little bit more stable.
0: Yeah, and so then, yeah, because I because now
1: I don't know that just makes sense. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. But you and I were also talking about this, which I think is a good point. Is like, uh, going back to football teams, like they only play the NFL season, right? Like if you're an NFL team, like the Browns or the Ravens, you, you only play the NFL season, and that's it. Whereas like if you play Rocket League, there are many Rocket League uh tournaments you can play like league of legends tournaments you can play um so you still have more options which is kind of good too um but yeah so there's basically just getting at the fact that like you don't you're not stuck to one single thing right yeah but
0: i think i think that that does make a lot of sense like i don't know how they would even set it up like the first going back to my example like the first tier? I'm gonna just call it tier one, tier sure. two. Yeah. So the first tier, right, you you're playing in a league. But I don't know if you would have like, oh, this this first week mm-hmm. you're playing Rocket League. The second week you're playing like the like the top games, right? Yeah. Like, uh I don't know, modern Heart warfare. Storm, yeah, modern warfare, warfare, right. Every week yeah. is a different and based on you get based on wins or whatever you get points or whatever. I don't know how you would calculate that, but or would you do it a league? specific to the game. Because I feel like that would be tough. Yeah. Because
1: the the games could drop. Yeah. And there's gonna be new games. I'll have to look at like the the collegiate because so yeah. I, I was telling you about this too. Like the University of Utah has really gotten into the esports scene. They yeah. actually recognize I believe it's four games as collegiate esports now. So you have Hearthstone, Overwatch, uh League of Legends and uh, Rocket League, which are Mm -hmm. collegiate games. You can get a scholarship to come to the University of Utah and play Rocket League, and they pay for your tuition, right? I'm pissed
0: um, that I still had to pay for Rocket League when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> that whole twenty bucks? Yeah, it was ten bucks,
1: I think. Yeah, ten bucks. Okay, fine, whatever. It was a holiday sale, I think. Um, but yeah they they're always doing uh these tournaments consistently, and they're getting super into it. And I, I wonder how they actually have that set up. I'll have to go yeah. look at it, because uh, like I said, I'm no like professional when it comes to esports. I just know yeah. the things that I've been around. Um, but uh, yeah, I I even just find that crazy that. Like it is becoming a collegiate thing too, Mm -hmm. and that could definitely lead into more stuff. Like I was telling you, uh, Riot Games, who make League of Legends, uh, they were doing like a contest to see the biggest rivals of schools out there, like college schools yeah. and BYU and Utah won the competition as the biggest rival schools in the U S and of uh, uh, one of them. Yes. Oh, they, all the, all of them yeah. One of the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so riot actually uh, paid for like a tournament that happened at the top of the Eccles stadium. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had all these chairs set up and they had everything set up that so where cool. Uh, the Utah students, like, versed against the BY students in uh, League of Legends, like, tournament. You know, it was so fun. I don't play a lot of League. I'm lame. I play Heroes of the Storm, but it's still a MOBA. But you know um, what's happening? I knew what was happening to... I knew, like, 70% of what was going on. I just didn't know, like, the fine details or who the champions <laughs> were and stuff. Um, but it's still super fun to see that and, like... Uh, there's huge parties afterwards and whatnot, and it's just like dude, recognizing these games on this up, this like higher level, and we're literally at the stadium that the University of Utah football yeah. game plays at. You know, like <laughs> it's it was just wild to be like, oh man, maybe this will be a thing one day. You know, yeah, um, dude, the future's right around the corner, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Uh but no, dude. I think it's rad that you're getting into that. I definitely think like streaming and stuff has been so interesting this this year. Especially just seeing like how much uh how much content like you have Netflix and you have uh YouTube and stuff out there you can watch, but there is this level of uh community that you get in like streaming contents that I think I was talking to you a lot about. Yeah. Where you can kind of follow these streamers that have personalities and uh whether they're comedic or they're high skill level or Yeah, there's just know,
0: different Personality types. Yeah,
1: a lot of personality types. Everything you're looking for on that streaming environment, and it'd be cool to see like if you get into that more. If you really do sponsor somebody for games, yeah, like I, I you would. Do I it.
0: would really like to, especially like with my uh, the new clothing that I'll be launching uh, like in the springtime. So I think that'll be yeah, that'll be really cool to have that, and I'm actually really excited.
1: Yeah, I see a lot of merch and stuff from it all the time because oh, if man. you build a community there, then like the merch makes sense. You know, like yeah. it's tied to something that's like. More than just an article of clothing, you know. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's the
0: hard part. Like people, like oh, can put anything on a shirt. Like yeah, but like what does it mean? You know. Have- yeah, yeah. That's sure. that's what's the hardest part. For that's me. like the branding almost, you know. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah, but so I'm I'm super excited for that. Um, yeah, man. So I have a couple questions for you though. Yeah, go for Is it. Is that cool? Yeah, go for All it. All right, awesome. Okay, so right now you're working on the Hogwarts game. Yes, Hogwarts Legacy right, okay. from Warner Brothers. And uh, Avalanche, anything software? else you want to say about that game?
1: Uh. Probably not. Say? Yeah, I would just say <laughs> look at the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I I tiptoe around it so much just because I really don't like to mess around with lawyers and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, that's cool. Check Again, out the trailer you, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the show notes. Check it out. It's really cool. Yeah, uh, thank you. like it's
0: like It'll be fun. And that's pretty badass. Yeah. I'm excited. um All right, so with gaming, what do you want to accomplish?
1: What do you want to accomplish? Yeah. I guess uh, not even with gaming.
0: With whatever you want to do
1: in life. Well. Uh starting, I would like to release a triple A game. I mean I think that's a great milestone. But uh beyond that with life, uh Man, it's there's so much that I can still do. Uh Yeah, dude. I feel like it's it's because like you should always have goals. But I always Like I do think far ahead into the future, but I don't think too far ahead in the future. So like right now yeah. it's like let's finish this triple A game. Like because uh, obviously one of my, my big life goals was to get into games, right? Get yeah. into 3D, and then it's like, make this game, make that game, like, those steps. And Like, I know there's a far-off goal of, like, you know, maybe make my own game one day that I really want to make, but, like, mm-hmm. that's super far off, and, like, each small goal that I see, I mean, releasing a a game is not a small goal, but uh, it's still, like, a step, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. And that gets you that step of like what you want to do in the end uh i think it's yeah make make like my own game someday you know dude and you've been
0: working on this game ever since <laughs> th- we were in junior high you have this game that you've been working
1: on and you told me a little bit about it i'm not gonna say yeah. what it is or anything
0: Yeah.
1: but there's there's bits and pieces and fragments and like it's very fragmented and i've you still have that game Uh, yeah, I've taken it apart and re-put it together and taken it apart and re-put it together. And it's one of those things that, like, as I grow as a human and I learn things about narrative and games in general, I start to be like, hey, you know, maybe my idea from middle school is pretty fucking stupid because I was dumb back then. (laughs) Maybe I still take those fragments and I, like, find how to make it narratively work better. Mm. Uh, It'll be a long, long process. That'll be the game, dude. Like, I would not be surprised. Like, you're like... That Would be the ultimate story,
0: dude. Yeah, like, right. oh, I made this game in junior high, not, <laughs> not even really made it. You were like, started it, yeah, I started it, and then, oh, yeah, I am uh, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 27 now, 27? Yeah, and you're like, oh, maybe uh, and like I'm young may- right now. That's maybe maybe the thing, 34, like, I'm coming out with my game. Yeah, 34. what the crazy, what that's wild, dude. Right. Oh, that's just
1: exciting to me. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say 27 is young, and it like, is young, it's dude. Very I still young.
0: see you as like, we're even myself, mm-hmm. that we're still, like, in junior high.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I still feel that way, too. I feel young. I feel very young. Like, uh, and you just like, have
0: facial hair now. That's it, right? Man. You know, like... <laughs> I know,
1: without it, I look like I'm fucking 12. Um, <laughs> Same, dude. I look like a beluga whale. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, somebody I, I follow on YouTube was saying, like, uh, he's, like, a huge fan of, like, Futurama, which is a mm-hmm. fantastic show. It is. They were saying that the writers of Futurama didn't start even making the show until they were, like, in their 40s. Right. Like 27 is way young. Like you still have so much time to do things. Like you're still getting started. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people get into their thirties and they're like, that's it. Like, and I mean, I don't have kids or anything, so I can really focus on my career and stuff. Yeah. For real. uh, Yeah. It's still a long life ahead of me. So.
0: Yeah, Yeah, bro. So I'm, I'll be waiting for that game.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll when see you we'll make see. that
0: game, you better invite me and say, "Dude, come test it out." Yeah. I mean, yeah I'll like, let oh, you test what? it out. Okay. Yeah, okay. Whatever
1: iteration it is. That I'm looking <laughs> yeah, for real. It's probably VR. Watch. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I've been getting into VR a little bit more lately. It's, yeah, dude, It's getting there. What do you think we'll about see. it? Um, I've been asked that a lot, especially since I used to work in VR at Strange Reptile. Um, And we were working at location-based VR, which means that you go to a place and you use their Mm. headset. And so it's location-based VR, location-based VR, I think is very practical right now. I mean, COVID kind of hit it hard. Yeah. But the idea of using someone else's headset and going to a place and trying out VR, I think, is already proven to be successful. You see it at Disneyland uh, with the Star Wars games. uh, Oh, yeah. The Void was doing well. Did Um, you see that? They're going to make a Nintendo World? yeah so that that had some vr ar in it and yeah exactly so and ar is going to be cool too to see how much they do with it uh yeah ar has been kind of the new hot thing that people are getting more into I know nintendo's playing with it a lot right now um that's that's tight yeah i mean pokemon go was crazy pokemon that was one of the biggest ar games that we've seen and it was huge Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I I think home based VR though it's still getting there. I think Half Life Alex uh, was phenomenal. It was the first game that people were like, "Oh shit, you can make a legitimate VR game that's like not just a a toy, right?" What do you um, think
0: VR like needs still?
1: Um, it needs uh, more more design catered to the way it actually works. Like I was playing just yesterday. I was playing. Uh, I played Accounting Plus, which is by Justin Roiland and the guy who makes Stanley Parable. Justin Roiland does uh, Rick and Morty, if you oh, know okay. that. Yeah. So they made Accounting Plus, hilarious game, way funny, but it, was, it came out like four years ago, uh, four or five years ago, and you get a little motion sickness and the controls are kind of weird. So I was comparing that to like a new game that just came out called uh, Until You Fall, and like it was night and day. Like how much the design of VR, people yeah. figuring out like this is how you move in VR. This is how you help prevent motion sickness. These are the controls that are like actually useful. So the game design still has a lot to grow from, um, and Half-Life Alex really helps that too. Um, I've never, I've never actually played any VR
0: games, dude. Really, dude, yeah. come over.
1: Dude, you can play I'm some down. Beat Saber. Do you really have them. to
0: run though? Like you have to move your feet. So
1: they have like a uh, motion thing. Like <laughs> they, they don't have like. I did see that at G D C. That, that would make sense, thing, right? Like But they're not quite there. So there's a couple different ways you can do it. So uh I have an I have just the first uh, Oculus Rift. So I have a pretty big living room where you can Yeah. I basically have a, a box that you can walk in the box freely. And so do so you have
0: to put like strings around no, you or
1: something? I know my 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 distance pretty well. Uh okay. and it also is tracking me. And you can also put up boundaries so you can see when you're like about to walk out of like your mm. your safe zones and stuff. Um but uh yeah, so you can walk around there, and then you can also move joysticks, and then there's also like teleport functions. So a lot of games will do teleport functions. So like on until you fall, if you use the right stick, you'll like teleport jump places. They actually do a dash, but it's almost like a teleport. The other stick will let you move, but what they do is they vignette the screen, which means that they huh. kind of put blackness yeah. around the outer edges, and by doing that, it it helps your mind focus more finely on a point. Like I don't know exactly how. It helps, but it definitely helps you stop motion sickness. Oh, okay. Because like playing another game in VR, Phasmophobia, which came out this year, mm-hmm. trying to move around in that game in VR, I was like sweating from like almost being sick after. You're like you scared. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it was pretty scary. I'll, I don't lie, but after like ten minutes, like just the movement and the wonkiness, I was like, no, this this is rough, you know. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah, I think game design's a thing. Uh, just legitimate content too, and. Uh, hardware like mm. like i said i worked in vr and i was doing a lot of optimization work and it's tricky because you have to render the screen yeah uh-huh. twice slash 1.5 times not everything renders twice so like getting the gpu to profile correctly and render is it's rough um there's a lot of tricks that they're doing but it's going to be behind the times for a while until we really figure out how to how to make things run better have you seen uh ready player one yeah. Do you think it'll get like that? Or
0: I think that's the ultimate goal.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the ultimate goal. Um, I mean...
0: If you haven't checked that out, it's a really good movie. Yeah. I liked it a lot.
1: So... Music was cool. Yeah, the music was cool. <laughs> so the visuals, yeah. If if we get the hardware that can render the visuals, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, not the internal hardware, it's the external hardware. It's how do you actually move and control in a space like that? And it's like you said, yeah. with like that movement pad, like... I saw a guy at GDC walk around on one of those and I was like, Man, it still seems so impractical like that. Like yeah. I don't know how that's gonna work and feel natural. Because you can do it, but does it feel yeah. natural?
0: Yeah, in the in the in the movie they you they, they have you stand on like some ball yeah, and, yeah. And, and like he's like strapped like on the sides. Yeah. yeah. Because you actually do wanna run, wanna jump yeah, yeah. and everything and it's like running on a treadmill almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um and I feel like that's that would I guess help, but it's like Mm-hmm. Uh, does it feel natural? Yeah. And, and that's, it, I don't I don't think that would.
1: The other thing is like whenever they actually start doing legitimate locomotion, uh movement, mm-hmm. uh they cut away and they're inside the VR world, right? Like yeah. you never see somebody do legitimate locomotion in the real world because we haven't really found a great way to move at a complex level in the real world. So
0: That's wild, dude. That's, that's a, that's a huge, whole other world. Yeah,
1: it's a huge engineering problem that we'd have to see. But I'm no expert in not any of that, like well, I guess I did actually release VR game. Free, <laughs> 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 <Like,
0: laughs>
1: dude. Come on. Come That's on, Spock. Yeah. Sorry, Spock. Sorry, <laughs> Terminator. Dude. Linda Hamilton. She was awesome, by the way. Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. She also voice act for Terminator. All right. And she was, she was cool. That's tight. Oh, she's mad reps to, to her. She's cool. Shout out. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh,
0: Sarah Connor. Would your younger self be proud of you?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think about that all the time. Um Second grade, Jeremy. Second grade, Jeremy. would be jazzed. with a PS two. He'd be jazzed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he wouldn't say get a haircut. No, hell no, he <laughs> You did it,
0: That's right? Yeah. No, I think.
1: I mean, I always. I actually think back to that a lot. That like, yeah, second grade, Jeremy would be very happy. That's yeah. the thing, yeah. You know.
0: I think so too. Like even just not, I didn't know you that long for that long. Like in junior high, still, mm-hmm. but like, I'm still like fucking like. I'm very proud of you, you know, like, because that's crazy. Yeah. And that's awesome. Like that, I think that's super cool. Yeah. Like you just, you said you
1: you knew what you wanted to do and you just kept doing it. It's hard too. Like I said, you have to be careful with the safety blankets too, you know, the safety blankets and not. For Um, real, dude. And you're young. You can take those risks. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a big thing that, my girlfriend used to convince me it was that like now is the time to fuck up if you're gonna fuck up you know yeah for real um like i was still living with my mom at the time but i also didn't want to be a burden on my mom either you know yeah man Um, i get that but and it's yeah it's hard to throw away something good bro
0: i get that dude i have one more question for you but um where can people find your games where can people find you on social media if you want people to follow you uh, um, you can i'm so quiet on social media i've always kind of avoided a lot of social Dude, media. you should be on there dude so you need to post about your games and stuff because guess what like there's a market for you you know what i mean
1: there like, there is and i do agree with that uh you can see my portfolio at uh rockasana.artstation.com we can get like a link to that yeah for sure on we'll like, linkedin um I, uh, game devs kind of hide from the world, though, is the thing. Yeah. Like, we only really talk to each other. Yeah. Um, I don't really use Twitter. I am on Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. that I think it's Rokkasana Hodges or something like that. Yeah,
0: I think it's uh, Rokkasana underscore Hodges or something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably. We can so. put a link to that, too, I guess.
1: Where can people play your games at? The yeah, games that you that's, on. see, and that's what matters. It's it's not me. Like, I don't matter. What matters is you matter. stuff don't I... You matter. say that. Well, I matter, but, uh, <laughs> but my games are what are important right yeah. um so yeah david and busters there's star trek there's men in black there's jurassic or i didn't work on jurassic but you should still play jurassic you should play uh you should play terminator terminator and also play dragon frost will be there too um and then hogwarts legacy will come out on a whole bunch of consoles Hopefully i'm sure you can year. go look at that um and then uh also, Ora is still on Steam. If you want to go back and play my Masters. Your first game? Well, technically second, because fitting in, which I don't oh, think, yeah, you, get, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can game. get that, that on. Game. Yeah, I don't think you can get it on iOS or Android anymore. Maybe on iOS. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> at least Steam, you can get Ora for sure. Yeah, that's time. Um, but yeah, that's where my games are at right now. Dude, that's exciting, man. Yeah, it's fun. All right. All right, the last question I have is,
0: what advice would you give to others?
1: Is this others for this kind of career path? Well, okay.
0: Anybody, anybody, any advice that you have from your life story?
1: I've kind of been throwing little nuggets as we've been going, but um, definitely you have no idea who you're going to work with, so treat everyone really well. Uh, They say that all the time in the game industry. You never know who you're going to work for. Mm. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, you you be nice to everybody, and you treat them with respect. And you work together as a team, uh, especially in this industry, game industry, like, it is a team-based mentality, and it's so easy to get your ego. Like, you really need to check your ego at the door all the time. It's easy to just be like, oh, no, I'm better than, like, this person. But, like, it's it's not a good mentality. Like, you should help people up, uh, always be looking out for people. Uh, and just also, like, challenging yourself and becoming part of communities, you know? I think that's really big. Like, quite often like my older brother will say he has so many friends that are like i'm gonna make games one day like i want to make games but then they like don't do anything you know mm-hmm. even related to the, the community like they play cod and stuff but they don't actually look at Polycount or art station or like get into unreal or get into any sort of a community that is actually uh relevant to the creation and not just the play um yeah uh also for this industry it's something that i live by and i slack off on sometimes and i always try to get better but uh definitely for uh if you want to make games uh try to create more than you consume that's something my professor told me uh sophomore year of college and it's basically just the idea of like yeah you should definitely play games and love them but you should try to be creating more than you're just consuming the game right and As I go on, like it gets, that's easy to say when you're in college, that's Mm -hmm. really hard to say when you're working, you know, eight hours a day, sometimes 10 hours a day. There's times that I was working 16 hours a day in the past, you know, uh, way harder to say, Hey, I just got done working and doing, creating stuff for a company now also create on my free time. It gets Mm -hmm. tricky. Um, but I still do try to push myself a lot with that. So yeah, that's my stuff. That's good stuff. Nice.
0: Dude, I like it. Dude, thank you, Jeremy, for being on my podcast. Yeah, like, nice. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. And uh so reach out to Jeremy if you have any questions or anything. I'm sure he would answer them.
1: Yeah, especially if they're mm-hmm. uh game industry related. I love helping yeah. people out and linking them information, mm-hmm. colleges or anything. I'm down to talk about that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jeremy's
0: Jeremy's the guy for that. Yeah. But check out his games, check him out, social media. And uh, just remember, if somebody else can do it, so can you.